Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm chatting with Aaron and Bethany, co-founders of The Coven. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. This episode is brought to you by my new Ayurvedic lifestyle coaching. So what it is, it's a one-on-one coaching system that I have created because I have heard you guys and I am fulfilling the need for more information about Ayurveda and doing it in a personalized fashion. So I have a um, six-month curriculum that I developed so I can kind of help you guys um, know how to tune in versus numbing out. Um, I want to help you guys get more in touch with understanding what's coming up for you and how to listen to your body and make it work for you. So, um, you know, what is Ayurveda? It's an ancient system that dates back to over 5,000 years ago, and it literally translates to the science of life. So it's going to be some of those old healthcare system um, principles only brought to you in a more modernized world. So you can actually make them work for you today. Um, With this, I am going to teach you guys your keystone habits, um, working on evolution of who you want to become, some mindset work. We're going to do nutrition, Ayurvedic style, um, talking about kitchen sadhana, early, later dinners, um, getting in touch with what you're actually eating. We're also going to chat about morning and evening routines that you will want to do. And then exercise, so working out for your dosha, learning to listen to what feels good versus pushing too hard, um, tuning into nature's rhythms, and learning how to bring nature into your life, and then learning how the seasons affect us. And then month six, I'm super excited about this, is you guys get to decide. So um, I have a menopause route. I have a pre-postnatal route. I have integrating Ayurveda into your family life. So if you have kids or spouses that you want to get into this lifestyle, um, tips on how to do that. Or if you want to get more in touch with the moon and the lunar cycles, we can talk about that. So it's kind of up to you on what your evolution is calling you to do in month six. So those are some of the things that we're going to learn. I'm accepting five new students through the end of January. Um, So it's going to be a limited, um, probably limited release when I do uh, have openings for this course. But if you guys are interested, you can go to andreaclausen.com slash Ayurvedic lifestyle coaching, and you can apply and I will get back to you on if I think this would be a good fit for you for the program. So find out more information there. And again, feel free to email me or um, send me a DM on Instagram, and I will let you know um, more about the course. All right. Thank you guys so much and enjoy today's episode. We are chatting um, with actually, I think it's my first two-person interview that I've done. Um, I have Aaron and Bethany as well. They actually have four co-founders of the coven, um, Alex and Liz. They are not on as I figured having five people talking on a podcast interview might be a little confusing. So today I just am talking with Aaron and Bethany. And so we're going to kind of learn about the coven. Um, It's a collaborative community workspace created by women for women. And it's the first organization of its kind in the Minneapolis area. So they're going to offer programming events that focus on leadership and business, career, personal growth, health, wellness, community, and activism, just to name a few. So it's a modern, diverse social club for women where you can be any version of yourself. 
Um, I really enjoyed chatting with them. This is actually, um, I went to one of their events, gosh, probably about a month ago now, and I was really intrigued with what they were doing and bringing the space to the area. So it's going to be opening in early 2018. The space is actually not open yet. And um, they're already 80% of the way funded. And probably by the time this goes live, they might already be 100% funded because we recorded it about a month ago. And so um, these are great women who we all definitely should get to know. And mostly just because all the awesomeness that they're bringing to the Minneapolis community. I mean, these women are powerhouse women in and of themselves, and they're providing a safe space for women just to kind of work together, to collaborate, um, to have kind of that non-judgmental space. And so um, if anyone is interested in learning more, I would highly suggest going to their website because you can hop on their founding membership um, actually through December 31st and still get their founding membership uh, discounted price. And I would highly recommend looking into this if you are in that area, in the Minneapolis area, looking for just the space of women that you want to connect with and collaborate with and, um, you know, really host some awesome events. And oh, I cannot say enough wonderful things about them. So without further ado, um, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Even if you're not from the Minneapolis area, I really did chat with them about um, how we can provide these spaces in areas throughout the U.S. So wherever you're living, how can you create one of these spaces yourself? So we chat about that um, later in the interview as well. All right. So without further ado, here is the interview. Welcome to the Peaceful Power podcast. Today, I am here with a couple members of the Coven. So I have Aaron and Bethany here with me today. So I want to kind of kick it over to you guys and first start off with... Um, you know, what is the coven in kind of your guys' own words? And then why did you feel the need to kind of bring it to this Minneapolis area? Hi, this is, this this is Jesse. Beth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we just like jumping right in. I know, right? <laughs> hey, this is Bethany, uh, co-founder and co-CEO of the coven. So the coven is pretty simply a community and workspace that is exclusively for women in Minneapolis. Um, it's a concept that it is big on the coast right now, or it's starting to get bigger on the coast right now, but it hasn't made its way to the, the Midwest yet. And so we're really excited to bring this offering to Minneapolis and to the Twin Cities for the first time. Um, basically, what we wanted to do was um, create a space where women could gather, where they could collaborate with each other, where they could run their businesses out of, where they could invest in themselves, you know, personally and professionally, um, in a space where they don't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that women bump into in the real world and real life, um, you know, sexism, um, racism, <laughs> any of the isms that, that prevent us from being our best self. Mm, I love it. Do you have anything else to add, Erin? No, hi, this is Erin. <laughs> I'm co-founder and COO. No, I, I think, I mean, echoing exactly what, what Bethany said, we, we found ourselves um, in an in an industry, we were we all came from a similar industry. We were in, in advertising together, but what we just we found was, um, you know, that our story was quite frankly pretty unremarkable. That a lot of the things that we um, encountered, whether it on the both the micro and the macro level, were being felt um, with women, it kind of regardless of industry they were in. Uh, and so what we found was 
this kind of the concept of being able to create a space that was very much of our city and very focused on the women that were are here and and being able to create a space where not only they felt um, safe but that they felt themselves and that they could really explore um, who they were and what that meant for the city of Minneapolis like that was just quite frankly it was a concept that we couldn't ignore mm-hmm. uh, and that we're we're just continually thrilled to be be a part of much less to br- to bring to others. Yes. And now you had said you kind of modeled it after um, a couple other cities. Like what other cities kind of have this model? And, you know, is there what is there like franchises or like how do you go about deciding how the coven came into existence in that regards? Sure, that's a it's a great question. So, yeah, we were absolutely inspired by some of the things that we were seeing um, pretty specifically on the on the coast. Uh, so there is a um, an organization called the Wing um, in New York, and that was one of the I would say kind of the kind of one of the bigger headline ones of the, of the last year. Um, so they initially opened um, a space uh, in Midtown, and then they you know grew incredibly fast, uh, really strong founding membership, and um, I think by the middle of this year, end of this year, they're going to have um, another three locations open. So they've already wow. opened another one in Soho, and they have one planned for Washington, D.C. and Brooklyn as well. Um, so that was kind of the East Coast. They were definitely a point of inspiration on the West Coast, places like the Hivery in California or the Riveter in Seattle. Um, and, you know, to our knowledge, there wasn't anyone who was franchising this out. Um, and one of the things that, again, we loved about those places was they felt very much of their city. You know, when you, when we would read up on them, they all have their very own, like, unique uh, look and feel. And, and the things that matter to them were very um, local in some ways, in addition to being national and global. And we loved that concept. You know, there's, there's a power um, in being able to say like, we're not just opening the wing Minneapolis because the wing is very special for the places that it is from. Um, and for us, it was really about creating something that again, felt very specific to our locality. Um, and so, yeah, to, to your earlier question, there isn't a franchise model right now. One of the things we've talked a lot about as co-founders of the Coven is thinking less about a competitive model and more almost of, as a co-op one. This mm-hmm. is something that, you know, we've put a tremendous amount of work and research and ideation and, and time into opening something like this in Minneapolis. But we're thrilled at the idea of, you know, quote unquote, flyover states or second tier cities, quote unquote, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. being able to create a model that we can quite frankly hand off to women who are from Milwaukee, from Madison, from Des Moines, from wherever it is and being able to create a space for them um, that again, that is very much of their city, but that they can lean on a lot of the work that we've already done to help them get off the ground and get running. I love that. What are the aspects of Minneapolis then that you're bringing into the coven? You know, unfortunately, one of the aspects of Minneapolis that has made its way into the coven is actually around the problem of inequity that we have in the state and in the Twin Cities. Um, Minneapolis is the second most inequitable city in the United States for um, people of color. And so certainly that affects women of color um, at an even greater rate. And that inequity is is not a positive, um, but we see an opportunity within the coven to to kind of take a step forward. Um, and so we've built at the heart of our business a five for one scholarship model, and it's super simple. For every five full price memberships we sell, we give one away to a woman who probably couldn't afford the annual membership, um, but would 
essentially benefit from the services and amenities we offer. And we fundamentally believe those women will also make the fabric of our community stronger. Um, we actively want their ideas. We need their ideas. So these are women of color, women from the LGBTQ community, um, truly women from any kind of um, group or community that has found itself historically marginalized in other places. We are actively raising our hand to say we want them in ours. Mm, that is awesome. And that's such a I mean, it's such a unique idea and it's such a great idea for, you know, just businesses in general to kind of be thinking about that and just saying, hey, I think this could be, um, you know, not a solution, but just something that we can get it started with or get the ball rolling. Um, I think that's a great idea. And I think that something else that um, I guess is coming up for me with the coven, like, who is this for in particular? Do you have like one person that you're building this for, not in terms of like, women, but like, so if someone's listening, they're like, is this for me? Like what specifically or who specifically is this for? Like the stay at home mom, the entrepreneur, the person who works a nine to five or everyone. Mm -hmm. Well, it's for Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) She's listening. I love it. (laughs) We would love to have you. Um, Beyonce too. Like, Uh, yes. Um, (laughs) I think, um, so the way that we've approached this Uh, has really been through the lens of we want to create as intersectional of a space as possible. So when, you know, at the broadest term, we've talked about that this is a space for anyone who identifies with womanhood um, here in Minneapolis um, or in the surrounding communities. And the reason why we haven't over-articulated or focused too much on a specific audience set is quite frankly, like the the most amount of strength and insight and creativity and support comes from intersectional groups where it comes from, you know, women who um, may be the CEO of their home alongside a woman who is the CEO of her business through, you know, alongside a woman who just wants to be the CEO of any given moment in her life, you know. (laughs) Um, And, you know, young women who are just entering the workforce and are looking to build out networks and understand what's in front of them. For women who are, you know, later in their career and want to find a way to give back or be re-inspired or reignited. Um, So we've talked a lot about making sure that the content that we offer feels like it can stretch that both that professional, excuse me, uh, personal and professional line. And it can really speak to women who are in all different stages of their life and whether they, you know, of course there's going to be women who are, you know, more traditionally nine to fivers will use the space differently and will use some of the activities and the connections differently than a woman who is an entrepreneur who might be using it very specifically as a space to work. But again, we really see the power in that all of those different women coming together and sharing and holding space together um, because quite frankly, we're often not allowed to, you know, we are forced to kind of create or, or live in these different silos or in these predetermined um, boxes of what we should identify with, whether it's our sexuality or the type of industry we're in or the age we are or the color we are, any of those things. Like society is so often telling us we need to kind of fall in line in certain buckets and And that's really, quite frankly, the grand experiment of the coven is to say, we know what it feels like to be in these spaces when women of all different backgrounds and ages and industries come together. The power that's in that space, the magic that's created, um, the, the connections and the insights are so rich and so deep and so surprising. And, um, to have a place where you can just come back to 
any any day that you choose and not still live there like that's those are the women we that were excited about um to to be a part of it and to contribute to a space like the coven i like that like kind of the experience and how you want to feel and as like since I've been an entrepreneur for about five years and we're like, kind of like, Oh, target market, ideal client. And it's much more, I just find it more freeing when you're just kind of describing more about this is the space we're trying to create. And it just seems much more, okay, if this, if you resonate with this, this is probably the space for you. Um, I really like that. And I think that, you know, there's gonna be so many people who really can say, okay, I've not found that space. And this is really calling to me. So, um, and especially with the name, the coven, I want to kind of chat about that too, is, you know, how did you come up with that name and, um, any pushback or feedback on that? Cause I know that, uh, it, it is a strong name. And so I'm sure people are either love it or hate it or in between. Well, the coven was a name that had actually been talked about for quite some time amongst the the four of us who are our founders of the coven. Um, and we had originally started talking about it as like, we should start our own kind of like advertising agency because that's the world that all of us knew. Mm-hmm. And then over time, it was like, man, we just, we don't really like advertising enough. <laughs> <laughs> Start an, that would actually be a terrible idea to start an ad agency. Um, so when the new idea for the Coven, um, which is the community and, and workspace model came up um, through one, a, literally a dream that Aaron had one night, um, it felt like the Coven was so representative of women coming together to empower one another, um, to make magic together. And so to us, it just felt right. There's there's also a bit of edginess to it, right? There is a little bit of like a double middle finger thing to the coven um, in that we're saying we're kind of, we want to embrace this term of like women as something to be feared um, and something to be revered. And so it, it doesn't feel super sweet and it doesn't feel super well behaved. And that's very much intentional. Um, the pushback that we've gotten has has actually been a lot from like our, our male partners um, and oh, friends. Where they've, you know, they've been like, you know, the coven, it just, ah, and we're like, yeah, that's kind of why we, we like it. Um, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to a lot of the men in our lives and it makes sense to m- almost all of the women. And mm-hmm. so I think, um, I think that tells us that we're probably onto something. We also thought about very seriously about, you know, what are the implications of this from like an appropriation standpoint? Um, is there something uh, disingenuous or something, you know, sort of like predatory about taking a name like the coven when we're not actually witches, we're not Wiccan? Mm-hmm. Um, what are the implications of that? And so we spent a lot of time this summer talking to women who are practicing witches to try to get a sense of, is this okay? Can we do this? Um, and the message was resoundingly clear. As long as the intent is to do the most good, we kind of, um, it sounds like, you know, have a, a strong stamp of approval from a lot of the women that we spoke with who, again, are, are practicing witches. So that was, I think that gave us a really good, um, a good feeling to move forward with the name. Yeah, I personally, I love it, but I am very, I would probably fall in line with that. Yeah. The witches and yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> so what about like some of the behind the scenes things that have happened or like, um, how long have you guys been working on the coven? You know, what has that been like? Um, ooh, what the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have been working on this as, as Bethany said, it came to me in a literal dream <laughs> one night. Awesome. And luckily I already had a very boozy lunch planned with these three ladies the following day. And so, um, you know, we just, I, I will say this, it was like this thing where 
you guys, I had this dream last night. And, you know, there's these spaces that exist in all of these other areas of the country. And we think about this incredibly strong network that we already have in these women that we know and that we revere here in Minneapolis. And we think about how we love to connect with them. And, you know, diversity, inclusion, and equity are, are staples of all of the conversations we had. Like, what if we created a space where all of that could actually live? And, you know, the, the headline, I guess, to the rest of the story is it's like, it's just an idea that would not leave us alone. It was like, we left that meeting or that lunch. And like, by the end of the day, it was like, you know, 48 text messages of like, oh, what about this? And we could think about it this way. And oh my gosh, wouldn't this person be just perfect? And like, oh, I love, like, I'm inspired by this. And it just, and, it, and honestly, I mean, it's seven months later now, and it's still the same. Um, we're still so excited. We, I mean, we often joke that if we were to print out our text chain of all of our founders, like it would literally be like a 1500 page book. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> it never ends. But um, so a lot of the work that we've done, um, and it has been a really fast timeline, you know, this, this was back in, I think, April or May that we had middle of April that we had the idea and, you know, we're recording this now at the, the beginning of November. So, oh. it's, um, yeah, it has moved very fast, but this is part of the brilliance about having accidental brilliance, I should say, <laughs> about having a, a four co-founder model. Um, you know, it's been interesting that so many people go, ooh, Co, you know, four co-founders, ooh, that's a lot. And the reality is there's no way we could do this without one another. I mean, it is, it's a literal coven that's already happened, the four of us that are working together. And we have incredible help by, um, from some other young women who have just raised their hand to, to be a part of this. And it's allowed us to move that fast and do a lot. And so, um, you know, one of the very first moves we did was we started to build out a business model canvas and started to understand like, what were the components that we we wanted to have a part of this. We brought in an extraordinary woman who is a good friend of mine, um, who built out a financial model for us. She actually lives on the West Coast and she flew in. She specializes in, in helping, um, well, a number of companies, but um, also startups. And so she came in and really like pursued us for an entire weekend of just incessant questioning and help us like, helped us refine and refine and refine the idea. And one of the big things that came out of that weekend, which was at the beginning of the summer was you guys need to prototype. You need to prototype and prototype and whatever that looks like. You need to figure out what the content's gonna look like. You need to figure out what it's gonna feel like to have all of these women in the room. Like, you guys are obviously passionate about this idea, but you have to make sure it's gonna work. And so we, that led to this idea of, we called them witching hours, but what it led to was we met with hundreds of women over the course of the next few months and in varying kind of scenarios. So we had everything from, you know, dinners um, that we hosted where we would, again, bring women from all of these different industries and backgrounds and ages together, women who had no reason to know each other other than they got this cold email from us or call and inviting them in. Um, and so we got to, you know, really observe how all of that worked and how they shared space and what were some of like what were the feelings that left those meetings? And we obviously shared the concept with them and got feedback. And so over the course of three months, we just did kind of consistent prototyping and a lot of conversations. And um, what that led us to was, you know, by the end of the summer, we got back together with the four of us plus that incredible financial analyst. And we sat down and said, is this a viable idea? At this point, we've, we've poured a ton of work into it, but we don't have to move forward, you know? And, um, based on all of the feedback and the numbers and everything we wanted to create, um, 
we, we did see it as viable and we saw it as an important and immediate need um, within our community. And so that really gave us the, um, it gave us the confidence to, to move forward and pursue, um, pursue this aggressive deadline. So I don't know, Bethany, do you want to talk a bit about like how, why we chose to do community funding and that, cause that was a big part of our story as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think to a point that Aaron made of like, we got to the end of the summer and the idea only felt more urgent, not less. And so I think to us that just, it felt like, yes, this is, you know, the momentum just kept building and building and building. Um, and a part of the, a big part of the story is this, this woman, Jess, who Aaron was alluding to, uh, who came out and helped us kind of put together a finance, who actually, she literally just put the financial model together. <laughs> she just did it. Um, <laughs> And so one of the things that that model told us is about how much money we needed to, to get up and off the ground and running into a healthy year one. And we then made a plan to go get this money. And in talking with investors, um, you know, the question that we kept running into was how fast are you going to scale it and sell it? And that to us just was not in line with our mission. Um, this is our life's work. And so we said, if we're going to fund this, and it's a community-driven endeavor, why don't we try to fund it through the power of the community? Um, and that led us to a really amazing crowdfunding platform, I Fund Women. And they are a, um, it's like a Kickstarter, but for female-backed projects only. They reinvest 20% of their profits into um, you know, women-led projects and initiatives. So it felt like they were a great platform for us just from um, kind of like an ethos, right? We, sh we shared an ethos and we really liked that about them. So we turned to our crowdfunding platform. We built out an entire strategy around how we thought we could get to the, to the number that we needed to open successfully. Um, and, you know, three weeks into it today, we are 80% um, of the way to our goal. Wow. And yeah, That's so amazing. It's, it is, mm -hmm. You know, it's been amazing. And I think... Um, it's been for us so reaffirming of the need that exists and it is um, the response that we've gotten is just, I mean, there is nothing more kind of both heartwarming and inspirational than to see women galvanizing around this idea. And it, um, yeah, it's been, I mean, one of the most incredible three week kind of adventures I think of our lives. And then is that where like the pop-up events come into play? Is that something that you've used then to just kind of get the word out there even more? Yeah, that's, uh, thanks for calling that out. Yeah, one of the things we talked a lot about because we knew um, from the from the moment we were going to be crowdfunding to the actual open date, you know, would be anywhere from, you know, could be five to eight months before our doors actually officially opened. So this was actually an idea that um, came up from one of our, who turned out to be one of our partners. So there's a, uh, a gym here locally called Alchemy, um, and we had reached out to one of their their co-founders, um, Molly Hatton, as a as a woman, and she um, and they also had four co-founders, so there was some, <laughs> some symbiotic uh, uh, relationships there. And uh, as we started to talk to her and get her, you know, insight and stories that she shared from an entrepreneurial perspective, one of the things she shared with us she was like, "Oh, you guys should totally do pop-ups. This is such a great way to like get out and meet more people and and have people start to understand like the concept of the coven." And we were like, "Oh gosh, duh! Like, what a great you know." Instead of us just talking about it, um, and one of the most exciting things about that is, you know. One of the things we've, I, I should say that we were um, uh, very hyper aware of from the beginning is because we all came from a similar industry, you know, our, our network's big, but only so big mm -hmm. and only so diverse and only so, you know, represents so many communities. And so for us to really pursue 
um, partnerships where we could have these pop-ups that included, you know, other female-owned businesses and, and other communities that were newer to us. Um, it's given us the opportunity to meet so many different women um, coming from so many different backgrounds. And um, again, really prototype out what does it feel like to be in, in these spaces with, with women and, and what kind of uh, content really lands and what, um, what people are galvanized by. So, and of course, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, in person really, um, you know, share the, the concept of the coven and the feeling of that. And it really um, have kind of an immediacy that I think without having those pop-ups um, would be, you know, next to impossible to, to fabricate. So... Um, those have been really successful for us and, and, you know, some of the things that that's led to that's changed our model, not changed our model, I should say, but approach a little bit has been, you know, at those events, a number of women, you know, there's women who, who obviously can conceptualize and, and see things very easily and they go, oh, okay, I get it. Like, I get where this thing is going and, I, and I'm ready, you know, and then there's some women who are like, oh, I can, I'm not totally sure. And, or there's some women who are like, oh, I don't get it at all. Like, I'm not sure where this would live in my life. And all of those places are okay, right? So um, what we've done is now we've started to host some um, walkthrough tours of the space. So even though it's not in its, its final build out, women can kind of start to get a sense of what it feels like um, to be in those spaces. We've had a lot of follow-up coffees and, and lunches and dinners um, with women who have come to those events. And they have said, you know, oh, I'd love to get my organization involved in this. Or what would it look like if, you know, I brought a number of people along with me or my company were to sponsor something. And so um, it's been a great way to really introduce some other new touch points um, into the coven that we wouldn't have had without it. Mm, yeah, that's, I mean, well, I initially, I guess, you know, got even knowing about the coven was, you know, from one of my clients who happens to be Aaron's aunt, Bettina, I'll give her a shout out. So she said she was going to listen. She asked me how to download the podcast. So. <laughs> so, and that's basically like for me. And then I went to the event and I'm like, okay, I love this. And because I work with all females, I'm spreading the word. And I have clients who are like, yes, tell me more. I want to join, you know, and they don't know anything besides what I've told them and like your website. And like, I think that's how, I mean, word of mouth and just kind of getting it out there from people like, oh, this is perfect for so-and-so, you know, and just kind of sharing that. Well, Andrea, you're awesome. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks ladies. You guys are as well. <laughs> we have awesome swag. We'll, we'll send you some. <laughs> I love it. I'm working on it. Something else. Uh, how did you guys go about then finding like your partnerships, like with alchemy? Like, was it just a reach out? And I think you guys have a, is there a food one that you're partnered with? Create, is it create kitchen? Uh, uh, create to table. Create yeah. To table. So, um, the partnerships have happened really organically, quite frankly, it's been, you know, I'll take this as a moment to just say work with women because, <laughs> uh, you don't even have to work with us, just women in general. <laughs> It is, it's amazing. Like, I feel like there has not been a door that's been closed in our life. You know, it's anytime we reach out to someone and it can be as simple as we love the work you do, or you represent a part of the community that we're new to and we're so excited to be introduced to. Um, the women just go out of their way to help one another. I mean, it's just, it's, tr it's truly been it's been really unbelievable. So we have um, some of our, our core partnerships that are in place are, are with Alchemy. They'll be um, also content providers. So they're coming into our space once a week um, to, to offer yoga classes. Um, and they're giving great discounts to you know our members if you're interested in memberships there. So there's some really nice kind of pass back and forth. Um, another partnership we have is with Lab, um, which is this incredible creative um, community here and, and a content studio. And they 
do everything from, um, you know, teaching and sharing how to work on SEO to calligraphy to all of just these really beautiful um, creative, like different creative outlets, if you will. And so um, they were gracious enough to host an event and um, we're working with them to figure out how we can infuse some of their content into our space and, and share a lot of those relationships. Um, uh, Studio 125 and Wit and Delight um, by with Kate Aaron's has been another one. We're we're hosting a pop up with her, um, and gosh, there's a few others. Room number three. Room number three. Thank you. Which is a, a, a female owned boutique um, in Edina. Um, and then Create to Table, as you mentioned, which is an extraordinary, there's a, a, a um, woman, obviously woman owned, I shouldn't say obviously, a woman owned, um, where she actually comes in and um, will help you, whether it's meal prep um, for like a specific event or just day-to-day -day meal prep. She'll come in, she'll do all of the stuff, do all of your shopping, do all the stuff for you, get everything ready, get it in your kitchen, get you all set up. Um, and then we're pursuing a number of other partnerships. We're really looking um, a lot to, to expand into, um, you know, uh, women of color owned businesses and making sure again that we're, we're, we're meeting and intersecting with communities across, um, across Minneapolis. And so we're really excited with where we've started and, and excited to partner with more. And if someone's listening and they're like, oh man, I don't live in Minneapolis, but now I wish I did. And they are like, maybe I should start something like this in my area. Like, what advice would you have for someone who might be like, hmm, how do I go about setting something up like this? You know, I think that so much of what we're, and it's hard to say what they should and shouldn't do. I think <laughs> if we had this conversation in like a year, we'd probably be able to give you much better advice. Um, but I was meeting with someone the other day, actually a guy, um, a man who is hosting a really cool event for women. Um, and he was, he was talking, we're going to have a presence at this event. And he was asking me about, um, the panelists who are going to be speaking at this event. And he goes, do you have any bad blood with any of the women on the panel? And I like paused oh, and I so was odd. like, I was that like, is really odd. and I was like, no. And then I was like, that's like kind of the opposite of what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like our thing is like, we're here for all women. And I was like, I don't think any of us have bad blood with any woman in Minneapolis. Like we're, we're trying to like bring all the women of Minneapolis together. And, but it was very illuminating in that it's like, I think women who naturally gravitate and just see the value in partnering with other women who understand like the world can be unkind to women. Um, and if we band together, we can accomplish literally anything and everything. Um, so I would say like, if you're someone who is interested in this idea, don't do it because you want to make a lot of money because from <laughs> what we can tell, it's not, it's not incredibly lucrative, um, but because you want to change your city or do it because you want to change the lives of the women living in your city, um, or do it because you believe in a better world and you think a better world is possible and it just doesn't exist yet. So I, I think there's, you know, it's like a lot of female intuition, honestly, mm -hmm. like we know how to build brands. We know how to talk about brands. We know how to do communications work. We don't know how to run a business, but we're following our intuition. We're using our network to talk to people who know more and different things than we do. Um, and at the end of the day, it's like our smarts, our creativity, our ingenuity will, will be the thing that, that get us open and get us off the ground. Oh, I love that so much, Bethany. And I would say like the other thing to add is email us. <laughs> <Reach out. laughs> Why not? Like seriously, you know, email us at hello at thecovenmpls.com or, or follow us on any of our channels. Um, and, and reach out. I mean, we, we love having conversations yeah. like this. And, you know, as I was referring to earlier, 
I mean, for us, the greatest success would, would be to replicate this in other cities and to create a network um, of, of, you know, it doesn't even have to be called the coven, like sister it just covens. Uh, sister covens, whatever, <laughs> whatever they are, but to have a network where, um, you know, women who travel or no matter where they're from, like they know they can show up in, in such and such a city and walk into a space and feel um, accepted for who they are. And that's, that's, that's the dream we're chasing. Hmm. Yes, that is beautiful. And I love it. And listening to your intuition. Yes, women's intuition. We know all if we tune in. I like it. <laughs> the best. So final few questions. I do want to talk about um, kind of the events then that would come up in 2018. Because um, I know you guys are going to have events uh, at your space as well. So in case anyone's kind of like, oh, you know, what are these events? Can I just drop in? Like how, what are kind of coming up for you for like the memberships going forward if someone doesn't join by the end of the year? Oh, okay. Yeah, great question. So we have founding memberships open through end of the year um, on our crowdfunding site. So that'll go all the way through December 31st. So if you're hearing this, you still have time. <laughs> A great holiday gift for yourself or someone you love. Mm -hmm. um, and that founding membership of $1,800 annually, um, there's a, a million perks with that. But one of the biggest ones is that that price is locked in for life. So as long as you are a member of the coven, um, your that membership fee will not change. So so, you know, that averages out to $150 a month. So if in terms of, if you think about the other places that you spend money on content um, or workspace or any of those, it's, it's really incredibly affordable. Um, after the start of the year, um, our pricing will, will adjust to either be $2,200 annually if you pay, pay upfront and in full or $200 a month um, if you want to go on a monthly basis. But um, you can join at any time um, and um, we can start your membership at any time if um, you're choosing to purchase a founding membership and then you want to, let's say you're traveling or whatnot, and you want to start in June, then we'll start it when, when you want to. Um, and then in terms of content, one of the, actually one of the great pieces of feedback we got from one of our witching hours was um, from a founding member who said, you know, one of the most difficult things with content and being involved in content series is like the inevitable, you can't make something right. Like because we're women and we have a million things going on, it's like either that time of day doesn't work or, um, you know, you're, you're out of town that week. And so she had this brilliant suggestion of organizing all of our content in monthly themes. So that's what we're going to do. We're, we're really excited about this. So, you know, it can be everything from, personal finance to body positivity to, um, you know, how to talk to young people about gnarly conversations um, and, and anywhere and all in between confidence, any of those pieces. Again, we're going to really pursue a, spe a spectrum of both personal and professional. And so what that will mean is on any given week, we um, intend to have two to three content pieces and that will be anything from, you know, a featured speaker to a workshop to a panel conversation or a mixer. Um, um, and we'll, again, really circle around these similar themes, bringing in different experts or points of view, discussion topics, and really let it, let it evolve throughout the month as well. Um, and so that way, if you know, you're, you're unable to make something or you, you haven't been to the coven in, in a week, you're able to come back the next week and, and kind of pick back up a little bit where you left off and that same topic of conversation be circling. So we're um, in the midst of organizing those right now. We have, um, as you can imagine, some of the founding members 
members themselves are incredible experts in a variety of industries and areas. And so we've already had women, you know, kind of self-select and raise their hand to say, oh, I would love to bring such and such of a perspective in. Um, we had a really exciting call yesterday um, with a woman who's based out of the West Coast, who's one of like the leading um, body positivity um, members or movements. And she's, she's writing a book and she wants to launch her Midwest tour, speaking to her um, in our space in May. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So we're really like, we're really, I mean, we're just, we're just thrilled. I, I mean, one of the many things we see often with women is, you know, there's this element of we can plan so much and then there's going to be so much good and incredible magic that comes from our members that we could never try and plan right now. And that will be only better because we're all in this space together. So making sure it's, um, we leave room for authenticity and organic conversation and content to happen is, is something we're excited about as well. And then one question about daycare, is there a daycare option? Cause I've had had a few people ask me about that. And I said, I am not sure. Let me ask. Uh, yeah, so great question. Um, we will not have an on-site daycare facility, um, but what we are going to do is for uh, larger events, we will have a, a room that will be able to kind of have more of like a mother's drop-off. So I have a mother's helper and then a drop-off, but um, actually there was a woman at an event that Bethany and I spoke at recently. She had this brilliant idea where, um, well, it's not an idea, they're doing it, but like it's <laughs> a number of other freelancers. Um, all females, I think they have like a group of 10 of them and they actually, they all have kids, smaller kids. And so they just rotate, rotate, excuse me, around, um, different people's homes. And so the kids are right there on site. Um, and she, as you can imagine, there's times where that works pretty well. And then there's times where um, it can be a little burdensome. So, um, what we're doing is actually, we're going to work with her to find, um, some other options that are really close. So you don't have to worry about double drop-offs or anything like that. Like you can just be able to go and be within walking distance. So that is something we're pursuing right now. Hmm, that's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, one final kind of note too, if anyone's like, oh, price-wise, one of my clients actually said, she was like, okay, as long as I have this in the budget, like I pretty much budget out $1,800 a year for coffee and I can just take that and just have my coffee at the coven. So if yeah. anyone's thinking, you know, you can be creative with your budget and be like, how can I make this really fit? Yeah, absolutely. So I thought I'd offer that solution for anyone thinking about it. Yeah, switch to water. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so I want to know where we can find you guys at and website and where can we join and all of that good stuff. Okay. So we've got, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. It's all really easy. <laughs> Our website is www.thecovenmpls.com. You can find us on Instagram at thecovenmpls. Uh, we're on Facebook, thecovenmpls. <laughs> and then you can find us on iFundWomen. So that's the letter I and then fundwomen.com. And that's the crowdfunding platform that we've launched on. Um, the crowdfunding platform is where women can sign up for founding memberships and where women and men can gift memberships if that's something that they would choose to do instead. So if they gift a membership, it goes right into our scholarship pool. Um, but if you go to ifundwomen.com, you can sign up to be a founding member. We also have a whole bunch of other reward levels. So if you, you know, maybe a founding membership isn't in your financial plan 
today, um, you can sign up and give a $250 donation or a $500 donation, and that money will actually go towards the cost of your membership um, when you do kind of sign up for the rest of it. So we're trying to find all of the ways possible to make this accessible for women. Um, and for those who are listening who are interested in the scholarship program, you can go to our website, www.thecovenmpls.com, and just go to the scholarship tab. Um, in our navigation. And then there are three really straightforward questions. Um, we'll get your scholarship application and we are awarding scholarships to women as the, the pool of scholarships that we get increases. So again, with every five full price membership, um, we get one new scholarship to give away. So there's so many different ways that you can become a part of our community. Um, and we, you know, we welcome anyone and everyone who identifies with womanhood. Mm, perfect. And the scholarship is gonna be an ongoing thing. That's correct. Yeah. So we have, I think, about 10 or so scholarships that we are uh, poised to give away right now, and we'll be awarding the first batch of those before the end of the year. But yeah, then for every five new members that signs up, one scholarship goes out to a woman in the community. So it's, it's really cool because essentially 20% of all of our members will mm -hmm. be scholarship recipients, which we're super thrilled about. Um, but yeah, so women should be, you know, apply whenever because there's constantly new ones coming available. Mm -hmm. And we have the not so audacious goal of having 150 members that opening, which provides us 30 scholarships. So again, we're just, we're thrilled to be able to offer that um, and, and make sure that we're creating a space that is as equitable as possible. Mm, yes, I love it. Um, I love it. So I have actually one more final question for you ladies. I always do a weekly challenge to the listeners. And then when I have guests on, I have you guys kind of throw out a weekly challenge to them and oh. it can be anything. So what would you like that weekly challenge to be this week? I know I didn't prep you for this. Sign up for a founding membership. <laughs> <laughs> Become part of the coven. Yeah. Okay, so here, I'll tell you what, what my, and this isn't a weekly challenge as for myself as much as it is just sort of like an ongoing life challenge for myself. <laughs> and so can I just, can I talk about, I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so there's this thing that happens where women get into like really negative patterns of self-talk and they they tell themselves that they like that they're not capable enough or that they're not they don't know how to do a certain thing or that they're not as good as they should be and it creates a really unhealthy like internal kind of like mental monologue that you have with yourself and so one of the things that I've been doing and this is so funny because as exhilarating and kind of confidence boosting and amazing as it's been putting the coven together it's also it's also stressful because we don't know exactly what we're doing and we don't know what the future looks like for us. And so I've been every day forcing myself to act as if I were the absolute best version of myself that I could imagine being. And it fundamentally, it changes the way I interact with people. It changes the way I, I um, how much kindness I'm able to put out into the world. It changes how I feel about myself. And every day I have to remind myself, like you're gonna act as if you were the absolute best version of yourself today. Um, but I think it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful affirmation and it's a wonderful reminder of the power that each of us has if we don't kind of convince ourselves otherwise. Mm, I love that. That's a perfect, perfect challenge for everyone. And we haven't had that one. So that's good. Awesome. Um, thank you so much, Erin and Bethany. It's been such a pleasure. Um, and if anyone is interested, I'll have all of these um, websites and everything in the show notes. So you guys can sign up there or give them a shout out on social media. I am sure they would be more than happy to um, answer any of your questions that you guys might have as well. Awesome. Yes. We look forward to hearing from all of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power. Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power podcast. 
And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the peaceful power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.